Good morning, everyone. This is Jeff with the CyberPro Podcast. We're here with another episode this morning where industry leaders share their insights. It's five questions in about eight minutes because hackers never sleep. So let's jump in. Good morning, Carrie. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Wonderful. In a few sentences, please tell us who you are and what you do. So my name is Carrie Schaefer, and I work for a company in, uh, headquartered in Detroit called One Magnify. And um, I have worked in, uh, in and around technology for about 20 years. I spent about 13 in security. And I'm actually on the board of a nonprofit called the Women's Security Alliance, uh, which our goal is to increase the number of women in, in cybersecurity jobs. Excellent. Excellent. What would you say... Uh is the best thing about being an IT professional during these, let's be honest, crazy times? So I think some of my, the reason I love IT so much is because of the fact that you're constantly learning. But I would also say that, that uh, the, the last few months or last year has been good for IT professionals because it's a job you can do and work at home. So you, in this coronavirus world, you can be you know safe and secure and still provide value to your customers or into your company um, remotely. Well put. Uh, so there's the magic word, right? Cybersecurity. We've been hearing from other professionals in the space uh, directly and indirectly that cybersecurity is not only a top concern right now, but honestly, only getting bigger. What does that mean to you? It means to me that the number of professionals we need to do cybersecurity jobs is increasing. You can actually look up those numbers. They're increasing year over year because hackers, as you said, never sleep. And as the world becomes more connected, the number of, of vulnerabilities, the number of people who are online and able to exploit applications is only increasing, which means that companies have got to respond and have better security measures. Great, agreed. Question number four, so what insights about the Women's Security Alliance and diversity strategy, which becomes transformational, would you care to share with our audience? Yeah, so um, since 1985, the number of women going in IT, into IT, and then also into cybersecurity are decreasing year over year. And so there's, there's a lot of opportunity for women in cybersecurity jobs, which are good jobs, and jobs where you know there's a lot of career potential, um, and so co corporations need to think about um, increasing the number of women that they have in IT because we all think very differently, um, and in the way that we go about things is very different. Which means that if you don't have a diverse team, which includes women and other underrepresented minorities, what you're going to end up with is larger vulnerabilities because the way that I think is different than the way that my husband who's an engineer thinks, right? And so we're all we're all different, but if you're missing an entire segment of the population in your security team, then you're actually increasing the risk to your organization. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. So what I got out of that is in order to catch the bad guys, you've got to be able to think like the bad guys and that's inclusive of all different ways of thought and processing that thought. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely correct. I mean, I, I think about this, there's this box story. My husband and I went to go get new uh, earbuds and we get this, we get these earbuds in this box and 
I look at this box and, and it was definitely engineered by a man because like it was like you had opened this flap and then you had to pull out this tray and then there was all these things to it. And I was like thinking that the inner tray was like another flap. And then my husband reached over and he's like, and I was like, that was clearly engineered by a man because that's not the way I would have thought about it. So when you think about less physical things like applications, the same, the same holds true. The way that it's natural for something to work for one person isn't necessarily the same as another which just could, you know, offer a vulnerabilities that you're not even thinking of because you're not thinking about that when you're actually designing the application or, you know, testing that application for security. <laughs> Couldn't have put it better. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and our final question today, our fun question is, what is your favorite piece of retro technology that you love to play with and get you to smile? So my favorite piece of retro technology is definitely the pinball machine. You think about how much computer, uh, even, even in the early like 70s, those things had a lot more uh, computer controls than most other things did. You had to make different lights flash and you had to make, you know, whistles go off and stuff like that. And I think those that is one of those things that unless you're actually playing like a physical game like that, you don't get that same you know, the same feeling from it. I don't know. Video, video games for me don't seem like they offer the same, the same pleasure as like the old pinball machine that like when it's not doing what you want, you just, you know, push it. <laughs> Wonderful. <clears throat> well, for those of us who might want to learn a little bit more about you, Carrie, might want to learn about uh, the services that One Magnify provides, what's the best way to get a hold of you? You could either uh, reach me on LinkedIn um, another way to get a hold of me that I that I watch quite frequently is my Twitter account. Brilliant. Uh, thank you, Carrie, again for your time. Uh, this is Jeff with the Cyber Pro Podcast. As all of you probably know, we post about three or four different podcasts every week on different topics. So tune back in and see something interesting, and hopefully we all get to learn. On that, Carrie, thank you. Be well. All right. Bye.